This is the Beat Generation, a look at music throughout the years that changed our world, from the original beat poets of the 50s through to the musicians of the 60s until today. They've become known for their influence on music that has shaped the soundtrack of our lives, simply known as the Beat Generation. Welcome to the Beat Generation, produced in association with Bad Boys Productions, Townsville's Triple TFM and the Community Broadcast Association of Australia. The show got its name from the 50s writers that inspired so many musicians. Each week we look into music and artists throughout the years that have changed the face of the musical landscape. A full song listing can be found at our Facebook page, forward slash music that changed the world. And of course, a podcast of this show and past episodes can be found on Apple and Spotify, along with some of our other shows, including The Bad Boys and Secret Men's Business. Check out our shows, and if you like what you hear, then please leave a review. So sit back, put your headphones on, crank up the dial, and journey with us this week as we take a look at the rise of prog rock. I'm Shane Bryan, and this is The Beat Generation. Well, the 60s era of protest, freedom of speech, and free love started with a bang, and when Woodstock happened, a shift was occurring. Bands that we thought would be together forever, like the Beatles, parted ways. Amongst the tears and cries of anguish, artists had embraced their spiritual independence, and the impact of this provided a lot of elements for a new form of music called progressive rock. The 60s bands restructured themselves and formed groups that would look more at the message, interweaving their beliefs into their music and throwing the standard song times out the window in the process. No longer confined by the standard three-minute radio requirement, prog rock artists didn't care about radio airplay. Like the classical artists' generations before, it was about the creative process and the final masterpiece. It was art music, and albums like Yes, Close to the Edge, or Pink Floyd's Dark Side of the Moon were the Mona Lisas of this generation. The progressive rock bands also weren't afraid to let us know about their spiritual or moral standpoint, such as bands like Yes or Kansas, or inspiration from literature like Russia's album Hemispheres. One band who had a massive influence on progressive rock with a string of hits and a rock opera Tommy was The Who. Pete Townsend had become a follower of Indian spiritual master Mahir Baba, famous for his saying, don't worry, be happy. I'm sure you've heard that before. Not only did Townsend dedicate Tommy and several other albums to his teacher, the song Barbara O'Reilly was named in part after Barber and is also a look at the plight of the 60s dropout culture. Disgusted by the absolute desolation of teenagers at Woodstock where everyone was smacked out on acid and 20 people ended up with brain damage, here is Townsend's 1971 song Barbara O'Reilly and the best place to start with our look at progressive rock bands of the 70s. 1971 
Well, no look at progressive rock could really commence without starting at the very beginning. The band widely recognised as the forefathers of progressive rock, King Crimson. Having a massive influence over all prog rock bands to follow, King Crimson's themes were as varied as their ever-changing list of band members. Their debut album, the band's namesake album, In the Court of the Crimson King, examined spiritual themes ranging from Christianity's Garden of Eden to Teo and the Buddhist Wheel of Life. With a story soaked in the world of fantasy, here is the first part of the title track by King Crimson from 1969, In the Court of the Crimson King. 1969. Shattered by the sun I 
Whilst not originally a prog rock band, Australia's Masters Apprentices rivaled King Crimson in the lineup department with a revolving door of band members. 
Originally starting as a 60s bubblegum pop band, Masters Apprentices found themselves in London in 1970, recording a song that will go down in history as a bridge between the 60s hippie era and 70s prog rock. Because I Love You was influenced by King Crimson and the who's who of the UK prog rock scene who ever stumbled into the Abbey Road studio when they were recording, including the Moody Blues and Pink Floyd. A beautiful song about love, separation and independence, the track is well known for its line, do what you want to do, be what you want to be. It also secured Masters Apprentices as one of the greatest treasures of the Australian progressive rock era. 1970. It's because I love you, not because we're far apart. It's because I love you, and because you're near my heart. It's because I miss you, oh how long it seems to be. It's because I miss you.
the 60s and 70s UK scene was alive with 60s bands reforming into supergroups, bands combining to form groups that were dedicated to presenting their truth in a format that now gave them the ability to become proper storytellers without being confined to time. Not only did songs last longer, albums became concept albums inspired by the likes of Sgt Pepper with all the songs telling an overall story rather than disjointed songs put together to please record label executives. One band who used this same formula on most of their albums was supergroup Yes, with their lineup over the years including John Anderson and his unmistakable vocals, Rick Wakeman, Chris Squire, Stephen Howe, Peter Banks, Trevor Horn and a host of other prog rock notaries, with many of the albums displaying the incredible artwork of Roger Dean, especially his Floating Islands themes, the albums were also famous for introducing Anderson's Eastern mysticism. Now, John Anderson himself went on to explore Eastern mystic beliefs in subsequent solo albums and even introduced a whole Yes concert of 20,000 fans to his guru. When did this love affair with the Conscious East really start for John Anderson? I think it came to me pretty early on. Um, You know, when you have a situation where I was in a band called Yes and it's an affirmative word, very strong, and I was singing those early songs with Yes, and uh, a lot of them were free thinking, free word explanations of things that I was thinking about. And why does the spirit move you in music? Why does music do this to, to a person? Especially those first two or three albums, you, you go through these experimental state of consciousness lyrics that you, you're trying to say something, you're trying to get it into your song and eventually you realize you're on this musical path which is a little bit different than the the norm in terms of lyric writing shall I say so you have this feeling that I was reading books at that time at the beginning of the 70s I was reading these books which were really about enlightenment I think it stems from all you need is love the song that the Beatles did you know get thinking that's true love is everything why do religions get in the way of love and light? The light was coming through in a sense, in my mind, so I would, I would sing about the light and start believing in the light. But there was this divine energy that we are all supposed to gravitate to. Well, that was Yes lead singer John Anderson. We'll hear more from John in a special episode in Season 2. Of all the classic songs by Yes, this is without a doubt one of their biggest hits. I've seen All Good People, which not only looked at themes of peace and harmony, it also gave a nod to Lennon with Give Peace a Chance included at the three-minute mark and the line, Send That Instant Karma to Me. Here with their view on Turning the Other Cheek from 1971, it's Yes with I've Seen All Good People. Nineteen seventy one. I've seen all good people turn their heads each day so satisfied I'm on my way.
Well, that was Yes with I've Seen All Good People and you are listening to The Beat Generation. We'll be back with more from The Beat Generation as we explore the music that changed the world and the rise of progressive rock. Hi, this is Shane. And Andrew from The Bad Boys. If you're after quality, hard-hitting journalism that matches four corners... News that'll keep the government and the people accountable for their actions... And current affairs that's more reliable than, well, a current affair... Then then that's that's not us. us. Bad Boys Unleashed. Music, entertainment, celebrity interviews... And the only original Bad Boys news that makes 60 Minutes sound like the Muppets. Join me, him and bad girl Angie for the conversation that no one wants to have... But everybody wants to hear. Bad Boys Unleashed, subscribe for free on Apple and Spotify. This is the Beat Generation, a look at music throughout the years that changed our world, from the original beat poets of the 50s through to the musicians of the 60s until today. They've become known for their influence on music that has shaped the soundtrack of our lives, simply known as the Beat Generation. Welcome back to The Beat Generation, produced in association with Bad Boys Productions, Townsville's Triple TFM and the Community Broadcast Association of Australia. I'm Shane Bryan. Thanks for joining us as we continue our look at the rise of progressive rock. Well, another prog rock band from the UK that is just as popular today as they were in the 70s is the legendary band Pink Floyd. With a string of hits and concept albums, Pink Floyd regularly examined social concepts and philosophical lyrics along with sonic experimentation. Album covers again were important and like Yes, Pink Floyd had an artist that was an unofficial member of the band, Storm Thorgerson who also designed covers for Led Zeppelin, Genesis and Peter Gabriel. One album that has been able to stand the test of time and to this day remains one of the greatest concept albums about the human condition is The Dark Side of the Moon. With the first side exploring themes of birth, life and dying and the second side looking at issues like consumerism, relationships, choice and mental illness. The album has remained a legacy to their former bandmate Sid Barrett who suffered a mental breakdown. The track Time is an incredible progressive music track that takes a look at how we see time slip by without preparing for anything in life, not realising until it's too late. It's a warning to not take life for granted, instead do something with the time that we've been given. From 1973, here is Time from Pink Floyd's Dark Side of the Moon. 1973. Someone or something 
On the other side of the world, a band from Topeka in Kansas were preparing to make an impact on the world of progressive rock music. Originally called The Reasons Why, then Saratoga, the band, simply known as Kansas, produced eight gold albums, three multi-platinum albums, and played to sold-out stadiums in the US, Europe, and Japan. Two of their standout tracks and massive hits are Dust in the Wind, Looking at the Frailty of Life, 
and Carry On Wayward Son. While seeming at first like a gospel song with Christian prodigal son lyrics, Carry On Wayward Son is actually referencing the homecoming of Vietnam vets and the atrocities of war that they'd witnessed. With the 1976 hit Carry On Wayward Son, here is Kansas on the Beat Generation's look at the rise of progressive rock. 1976. Carry on my wayward son, there'll be peace when you are done. Lay your weary head to rest, don't you cry no
How could we have an episode all about prog rock without talking about a band that became one of progressive rock's most influential forces, Genesis? A lot has been spoken about regarding the well-publicised departure of Peter Gabriel, who went on to deliver a series of successful solo albums. But in 1974, after a two-year tour, the band, Peter Gabriel, Phil Collins, Tony Banks, Mike Rutherford and Steve Hackett recorded what would be the last album with Genesis for Gabriel and by all accounts, it wasn't a pleasant experience. Gabriel found himself separated from the rest of the band, which caused some friction. He insisted that having devised the concept, he should write the lyrics, leaving the majority of the music in charge of his bandmates. This was a departure from the band's usual method of songwriting, but it was during this time that one of the most revered albums of Genesis was produced. The Lamb Lies Down on Broadway. One song that foreshadowed the style that Peter Gabriel would embark on during his solo career and has become a track so popular for Genesis that they re-recorded it in 1999 was The Carpet Crawlers. Here with the original 1975 version, Genesis and The Carpet Crawlers. 1975. There is lambs wool under my the wool is soft and warm, gives off some kind of heat. A salamander scurries into flame to be destroyed. Imaginary creatures are trapped in birth on celluloid. Fleas cling to the golden fleece Hoping they'll find peace Each thought and gesture A card in celluloid There's no hiding the memory There's no room to Men, a 
Well, no look at 70s progressive rock or any progressive rock for that matter would be complete without playing what has officially become the greatest song ever recorded by what was the biggest band in the 70s. It's a big call, but the song Stairway to Heaven is still one of the most played songs on radio. Whilst not classified technically as a progressive band, the influence that Led Zeppelin had on progressive rock goes without saying. Ignoring time limits imposed on songs by radio stations, Stairway to Heaven moved away from the band's hard rock signature into a progressive rock structure. Just about everybody's got their own individual interpretation to it and and actually what it meant to them at their point of life. And that's what's so great about it. Over the passage of years, you know, people come to me with all manner of sort of... Uh, stories about you know how how it meant well what it meant to them at certain points of their lives how it actually got them through some really tragic circumstances or or to the other point where you know because it's an extremely positive song you know it's 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 such a positive energy in it and and uh, you know people have got married to that well that was jimmy page from his 2004 interview on whyy in philadelphia A great way to finish the Beat Generation and our look at music that changed the world and the rise of progressive rock. Taking us out today is Led Zeppelin with Stairway to Heaven.
Make sure you join us next week for a look at the rise of soul music with artists like Marvin Gaye and Stevie Wonder. I'm Shane Bryan and this has been The Beat Generation. 1971 There's a lady who's short All that glitters is gold and she's buying a stairway to heaven When she gets there she knows If the stars are all closed With a word she can get what she can In the long run, and there's still time to change the 
Stairway lies on the wrist.